0: Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going?
1: So we're stupid.
0: Why?
1: So stupid. And I feel so stupid, but...
0: I'm going to pretend like I don't know why we're stupid. Why?
1: Well, and we disagree with this, but I was so excited a few days ago about my peach tree.
0: I don't know. I still think it's a peach tree.
1: It's a plum tree.
0: I don't know. Plums are sometimes purple leaves. I don't think we know what it is. It might be an apricot tree.
1: I think... I I picked up picked some of them and I took them over to someone and I was super freaking excited and I was like, "Look." And he was like, "This is not a peach. Peaches are fuzzy and furry and the seeds aren't like it." And talked to me like I was stupid. I don't think. And he was like, is. "This is a plum." And I was like, "It does kind of taste like a plum, but now I don't remember what the difference between a plum and a peach Maybe tastes We like.
0: need to go to the store and get an apricot, a peach, a plum. And something else that it may be. And taste Taste. test all of them and compare it to the the juices.
1: Right. And see which one might be like a juvenile of that.
0: Right. Because I don't Mm -hmm. think any of it is full grown, whatever it is.
1: Right. And the app says that it's a peach tree.
0: Right. (coughs) So I think that's what we do. I think that's the easiest solution.
1: I don't know, but I feel kind of stupid because I feel like we should know the difference between a peach and a plum and an apricot and a cherry and a crab apple and a box elder whatever well i mean but i was so excited now it's like back to square one where i don't know what the hell this tree is
0: said that our peach tree was sus
1: he did say that
0: and amanda from one nothing said that it's probably where the winchester money is buried
1: if the winchester money is buried underneath it then that might just that might describe why we have red peaches
0: right (laughs) The messages we got from everybody about that was so funny. Your tree is sus.
1: <laughs> it is sus. And now it's even more sus. We don't know what it is. So maybe what I'll do is take a picture of it and you guys can vote and you can tell us what y'all think Ooh, it is. I
0: love doing the votes on Instagram. I'll have you guys vote.
1: Okay, we'll do that. So that you guys can, can maybe see. And maybe what we'll do is we'll like cut one open so you can so see, you can see so. the inside and the seed. And maybe maybe we can private invest. Maybe we can solve the mystery of the tree that's in Tracy's yard.
0: Goodness gracious. I'm
1: serious. Like, I'm like, I was so excited about this damn peach tree. And now I'm like, I kind of feel stupid. It might still be a peach tree. I'm not giving up hope on that. It might be. I, but it might not be also. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> Who knows what it is? I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Tell everybody where they can find us.
0: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Patreon, the Suspended Sentence Podcast. Mm-hmm. Our email is the Suspended Sentence Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold. Preferably, Preferably Barnes and & and and Noble. Noble.
1: Just <laughs> type in Tracy Ferris and IDP. It'll pop right up right <laughs> right or idp book it'll come up mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I want to talk about patreon for a second give it to me because there are some people who pay for the subscription on spotify for to get our excl our we have some episodes that you have to have a subscription to do and that mm-hmm. subscription i think is like 10 dollars a month or 5.99 or something a month and patreon is a paid like you pay and the money you know i'm patreon actually takes quite a bit of the money but yeah i'm not going to talk crap about patreon i was just surprised at how much of the money that they take yeah but um it's cheaper to go over there you guys
0: because we have different tiers we've got like a three dollar tier we've got a five dollar tier and we've got a ten dollar tier and you get different access to some different things, but you'll at least get all of our bonus episodes with all of our tiers. Right,
1: so it's cheaper to go over to Patreon than it is to pay for the subscription there. And I'm not trying to, because I love Spotify, Mm -hmm. I love them and I love the platform, but you're gonna get, I mean, more stuff over there and pictures and I mean, more stuff about our private life (laughs) over at Patreon than you will buy, and it'll be cheaper.
0: Right, because for the $5 that you pay for that, you could be in our second tier right. option.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's not, I mean, like the money part of it, like we make more money if you do it on Spotify. But, but go yeah. over to Patreon. Yeah. Do it on Patreon and just become a monthly subscriber over there. And then you'll get the bonus episodes. You'll get Q&As, pictures, more, I mean, just more stuff everything. over there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Patreon is a lot of fun.
0: And we're gonna we're in the <laughs> works of trying to do like a live show over there. So yeah. things like that you'll have access to. Yeah,
1: so. and Tyler and I will get things cooking here pretty quick and get some, some exclusive stuff going on there. And then we've got a couple exclusive interviews that are going to be going up there. So anyway, just a little shout out for Patreon and, and all of that. And to the people who do follow us over there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, very much. Yes. <clears throat> so...
0: And if you are not able to do, like, monetarily support us like that, please leave us a review or a rating on Spotify or Apple. That helps other people find us, and we are so grateful for people yeah. that leave us reviews. So yeah, if definitely. you're having it, please give us a good review. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, But I was just like, you know, I mean, I saw how many subscribers we have, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they know that it's – you know, to to it's hospital. cheaper to do it over there, and I don't know. My <clears> – <throat> I don't know what's going on with my throat. I'm drinking Starbucks for the first time in, like, a minute.
0: hmm
1: I'm not trying to – I'm going to talk a lot of smack today, I She's think.
0: She's a mood. She's in a mood.
1: I have a hemorrhaging ulcer, and I've actually had surgery a couple times for it, and it gives me, like, a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I that I have realized through my journey of trying to just manage my life living with a hemorrhaging ulcer is that I always get what I get at Starbucks is a venti caramel macchiato hot with an extra shot and soy milk or oat milk. And whatever is in that extra shot absolutely kills my stomach.
0: It's just the extra it's just you're not supposed to have caffeine.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay, but here's the gig, right? I can drink other coffee and it doesn't do that. Hmm. And so I cut way back on Starbucks because I used to have Starbucks like every single day. I'm a Starbucks whore. I used to have it every day and my ulcer was absolutely like hurt all the time and I quit. Now I only have Starbucks like once every two weeks or whatever and I don't get an extra shot in it and my stomach hasn't hurt for weeks. But I got a Starbucks today, and I did not get a Vente. I just got a Grande, and it's peppermint instead of the caramel macchiato. Peppermint? And mm-hmm. It's a peppermint latte. It's our Christmas season. They have it year-round. People just think that they have it during the seasons. <laughs> but anyway. You're lying. Mm-mm. No, you can get it year-round. What the hell? I know. I usually only ordered it around Christmas time, too. But no, they have it year-round. What the hell? But anyway. So, I'm drinking a grande peppermint latte and the whatever is in it, like, is making my throat, like, I feel like there's a coating on my throat Yuck. anyway. I'm complaining a lot today. Starbucks, oh I'm gosh. sorry. I love you.
0: You're not my favorite Starbucks.
1: Ah, really?
0: No. Who's
1: your favorite? Don't. Oh, I, who's your favorite?
0: My favorite vocally or, like, in general?
1: Just in general.
0: In general, oh
1: Tim's. Duncan, Duncan's got some pretty good Tim Hortons. Tim Horton out of Canada. Or oh, what is
0: that? Tim
1: Horton like? coffee is the best coffee that has oh, ever seriously? gone in my mouth.
0: It's so good. They have some in the U.S. now. They do. Yeah, but they're like in like New York, New Hampshire, uh, like that area. To
1: our Canadian people, if you want to send us some coffee, if you could hook me up with some Tim Hortons coffee, oh my god,
0: we would not be mad at you.
1: No, no. Amanda, I'm looking at you. Amanda, I'm looking at you. <laughs> that's exactly who I was oh, thinking of. Our girl. <laughs> hey, five
0: percent of our listeners are from Canada, so
1: I. That is that, and the other thing that's really, really good in Canada, um, their cigarettes. Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I went up to Canada. I don't know. Gosh, it's been it's what, like seventeen years. years ago, or whatever. And I went on a moose hunt up there, and um. I I don't know. We were just at this place and somebody was like, try this. This is another thing that Canadians, what, eh? you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. And I tried it. Oh, my gosh. I think I brought back like a three cartons of those. I was like, I don't even smoke these, but whew, these are good. <laughs> I don't remember what kind they were. I don't remember. And they were like $11 a pack.
0: Oh, ouch.
1: 20 years ago. So imagine what they are now. But.
0: I don't know. I went with you to Canada and my memory of Canada was the owl. And the mall. Uh-oh. The giant mall in Alberta that we went to.
1: Yeah. What owl?
0: We, like, there was just a giant owl that, like, didn't we hit an owl?
1: We didn't hit an owl. Oh, maybe I'm, like, hallucinating Like we hit I was 10. But... We did hit an owl, but it wasn't in Canada. Are you sure it wasn't in Canada? Yeah. It was a giant white owl. It was outside of Buffalo and it got stuck in the grill of my... Freaking! Like I think in I had a sequoia at the time. Are you sure it wasn't in Canada? It was a giant white owl. Nah, 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 nah. nah. That was here. That was here oh, in Wyoming. I could have
0: sworn that was
1: in Canada. Um, Canada's beautiful. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. I was ten. I don't remember. Beautiful, so beautiful. But anyway, we Amanda. Tim Hortons coffee. And
0: apparently some cigarettes. No,
1: because I don't remember what kind of cigarettes and I don't, I don't She's want... from
0: Canada. She probably knows what the good ones are. She
1: probably does. But <laughs> anyway, if you could just, if you could just send me some travel sized Tim Hortons coffee, that would be amazing. That was actually um, my, when I lived in Texas, right after I got married,
0: uh, one of my, my boss at the time's daughter was marrying or dating a guy that was from Canada. Mm-hmm. And she, I had mentioned, I was like, oh, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons. And one night they showed up at my apartment. Her daughter was in town, and she was like, "This is my boyfriend, and here's two packs of coffee." And she's like, "Happy wedding!" And I was like, "That was the best wedding gift I've ever gotten in my entire life."
1: Seriously, if you, I gave you one pack of it. Yeah, (laughs) if you take coffee seriously and you don't know what Tim Hortons coffee is, you don't take serious coffee Mm -mm. seriously. No,
0: no,
1: no, definitely I agree with you. Hands down, best coffee ever. So good, and you can drink up just black.
0: And I love Duncan, but
1: yeah Duncan is pretty good too
0: and whatever that I don't remember the other coffee place that's called but the funny little ones that you get the stickers I don't remember what it's called
1: there's a really good one in uh Laramie
0: Ooh, Coal Creek coffee Coal Creek Ooh, yeah I love Coal Creek Mm -hmm. they're really good
1: yeah but anyway okay
0: we like Hmm. coffee
1: okay enough about coffee I'm Tracy you
0: can never have too much
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) Samantha this is the suspended sentence Samantha is doing something new and different for us that will be a, like sprinkled continuum. In
0: throughout episodes.
1: Yeah, yes, and the reason that she is doing this is. Oh, I thought you were going an to answer for me. Did I'm not. I was like, oh, she's just going to give me a nice intro. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have your voice. We
0: have talked. I you, I've said since the very beginning. I want to cover cases from every
1: state. Yes,
0: because something that would, always really irritated me when I would listen to like. True Crime podcasts and stuff is the women, like, in Wyoming that go missing that you'd never hear about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and that happens in every state.
1: Not They're, just women, yeah.
0: And men, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. just people that go missing that you never even hear about. Right. And so, I, over the last few months, I've kind of been just looking into what, like, the statistics per state are and some of the lesser-known cases that there isn't a whole lot of information of. So this right. might be a really frustrating episode for...
1: Well, it will be frustrating, but that is, I mean, absolutely right. Like, if you were the parent or the loved one of somebody that went missing and there was no media coverage and no, no newspaper articles and no big, you know, everybody come out and search for this person, whatever, I mean, my God, could you imagine what that would... How that yeah. would make you feel... You know? And I mean, and if you were taken, honestly, like if you were taken, if you were ever abducted, the only hope that you would have that would keep you going is they're looking for me. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, like you just said, there's so many people who disappear and it's just like, "Mm, they're gone.
0: Well, and that's, you know, like, a couple, you know, a couple years ago, and the Gabby Petito stuff was going on. Yeah. That was national, like, news. Everybody knew right. about it. But at the same time, like, see, and this is going to show, like, my point is, like, I don't even remember his name, which is how shitty is that. Right. Is the guy that went missing in Arizona, that his dad was like, where's my son's media coverage? He's been gone the same amount of time in a national park. Well,
1: you and know? in that case specifically. And he
0: was, I think, African American how- and missing. and.
1: Right, which, there's no media coverage, which I hate pulling the race card, but it does. It, it is does. important. It is, yeah. Um, but just like in the Gabby, in the Gabby case, in searching for her here in Wyoming, because that she was, I mean, she was found here, right, in over in Jackson, but over there in, how many extra bodies did they find? They found like six people during like the search. six for her. other people that they didn't even know were missing, or that right. they weren't even looking for. And it's like, what? But where's the coverage the on that? There's not. There's and- not. And so, and these, I I hate doing them like this because I don't feel like we're giving anybody justice. Mm-hmm. However, by not talking about them, we're not giving them more, you know. Right. It's it's more of a disgrace. Yeah.
0: So this is going to be a, like, rapid fire thing. And like I said, it's not going to be, like, my next, like, ten episodes aren't going to be this. And I'm going to just sprinkle these through every now and again because... Like I said, I've been working on this for a few months. It's a lot of research and trying to find
1: and exhausting, emotional information. Yeah.
0: So, so.
1: jumping in, jumping in. We're
0: gonna start in Alabama, and we're just gonna kind of work our way through. I think this one goes through Arizona. Yep. Yep. Okay. So in 2019, the Alabama murder rate was 12.9. Which, according to state statistics, means that there is almost 13 homicides per 100,000 residents. Okay. Okay. According to Project Cold Case, from 1980 to 2019, there was 20,003 homicides in Alabama alone, leaving 7,893 unsolved. Holy shit. It's a lot of unsolved cases.
1: Oh, my God. A lot of unsolved cases. 7,000 in 40 years? Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a lot unless it's your loved one.
0: Right. That's 7,893 families that don't know what happened to their loved ones. That have
1: no idea. Oh, my God. In one state.
0: Yeah. So, first person we're going to talk about today is Charles R., also known as Dick Salmon. Um, Dick Salmon was 72 years old of Auburn when he was found dead from a gunshot wound at a service station that he owned and operated on Opicla Road in Auburn on July 22nd of 2005. Officers went to Seiko service station that morning to conduct a welfare check on Salmon, and Auburn police detectives believe that the motive for the slaying was robbery. Police continue to work leads in the case, and a cash reward is offered for any information that will lead to an arrest and conviction.
1: He didn't have surveillance cameras? I guess not.
0: In mean, 2005, I don't... They're way more common, I feel like, since, like, the 2010s. Yeah,
1: definitely. I agree with that.
0: Um, especially if it's just, like, a little service station.
1: Yeah, but gas stations usually would... I don't know.
0: Uh, Cadence Fulton, um, Candace Fulton. Candace Fulton was a 19-year-old Auburn University student who was found dead in her off-campus Auburn apartment on July 18th of 1995. Her body was quickly decomposing, and she was partially clothed, bound with a dog leash around her neck and her wrists, which were secured behind her back. According to an autopsy report, Felton died of asphyxia, or asphyxiation, um, and said, her mom said, we know that this was a homicide. It was definitely a homicide. Because I think some people were like, well, did she... Commit suicide, which I don't know why. When why would die, they say, say that? that? I don't. We see things like that all the time, where you're like, "That's clearly
1: not a suicide." Well, and she had a dog leash around her neck, and her hands and were her bound. Hands were bound. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm surprised that the college didn't. I, whatever. Tracy Howa and
0: J.B. Beasley were both 17 when they were found shot to death in the trunk of Beasley's car in Ozark on August 1st of 20, of 1999. According to reports, the girls both from Dauphin had traveled from Dauphin to Midland City that night. the night before for a party. Apparently, the, um, Howlett and Beasley had gotten lost on their way home, but had received directions and were headed home when they disappeared. The girls were last seen at a convenience store about a mile away from where they were found. Uh, Those always freak me out when you're like, they were talking to people a mile down the road. Yep. Because, to me, that's, like, somebody probably, like, followed them from the gas. I don't know. That's where my head always goes. Is like,
1: yeah.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Freaks me out. Uh, So, similar to any other state, Alaska murders are more common than most might believe. Especially, like, Alaska. When I think Alaska, it's, like, the last frontier, right? Right. Like, people just, like, living in, like... It <laughs> in, I don't know, riding moose to work. I don't know. All the stereotypes that people say about Wyoming, but like to a different extreme. You know, like we don't have cars, we ride horses. They probably ride moose. Probably. Probably. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Alaska's homicide rate is 10.8, meaning nearly 11 people are murdered per 100,000 in Alaska.
1: Hmm.
0: So, um, the largest city in Alaska is Anchorage, which has a population of over, um, over 82, see, numbers are hard, 282,000 residents. Due to its, um, moderately large population, there are more murders in the big city than in the other city in Alaska, which, I mean, is common.
1: Common, clear across the board, Right.
0: right?
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really super surprise me. Do you know what the ratio of men to women in Alaska is? Mm-mm. It's like nine to one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's dark. I mean, six months out of the year, I mean, and I don't bitterly a cold. And no, women. <laughs> not a lot of women live up there. It's not like the place to be. Well, for. and it's like typically like fishing industry, and I mean, it's dangerous there. Yeah. Not that women can't hack that stuff. We're just smarter than that.
0: I mean, and there's lots of bears, as we learned from our episode with Amanda, from Timothy Treadwell. Bears. Might get eaten by a bear. No. Unless you're, I mean, probably not. I think that was just Timothy Treadwell. (laughs) Well, so most of the time in Alaska, crimes are solved pretty quickly by local police and state, like, law enforcement. But, of course, there's exceptions to this. On the morning of December 5th of 2019, Anchorage police were called to a stolen Mazda sedan found abandoned in, uh, on Sitka Street in East Anchorage. Inside, they would discover the body of 27-year-old Lincha Zimmer, who had died from a gunshot wound. Ah.
1: Uh.
0: Really? On August 25th of 2018, Kevin Nepper went to an apartment building at the 3500 block of West 88th Street, where he knew several people. He was visiting a person in one of the apartments when he said he was going to go upstairs to the apartment directly above to visit a female. Two gunshots were heard as soon as he went up the stairs. Immediately after the shots, the acquaintance of Nepper um, from the apartment below saw a male, white or native, in a dark hoodie coming down the stairs. The male entered Nepper's apartment or oh my gosh his Nepper's vehicle, which was later found to be set on fire in the East River area. Nepper died at the scene, and where the shooter still remains unidentified.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So, he immediately shoots him, takes his car,
1: and then sets it on fire to get rid of evidence. And it's gone. Wow. <clears throat> wow. <sighs> That's a smart criminal, honestly. Like, that way to cover your tracks. Hard one to kill. Whoa.
0: Anchorage police are still investigating the death of Robert Hansen, um, but are asking for help from the public. Hansen was found dead inside his vehicle on January 23, 2014 in a parking lot located at the 2600 block of Serpent Road. Detectives are now releasing that Hanson died of the result of a gunshot wound. Circumstances leading up to Hanson's murder are known, unknown at this time.
1: Mm.
0: Like, this is so frustrating. Yeah. Like, I'm just rattling them off, and it's so frustrating. I know, because it's so frustrating. No information is known.
1: No information right. is known, which right. maybe there is, and they're just not releasing things. Here's a person, another person who is dead, and we don't know why. Next. Yep. So frustrating. I hate these, but it's important. As of December of 2020,
0: the number of murders in Arizona by year was increasing drastically. Murders in Phoenix, Arizona specifically, were up almost 20% from 2019. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's uniform crime rate, in 2019, the homicide rate in Arizona was 7.3, meaning that in 2019, 73 um per hundred thousand residents in the state um would be murdered. Now, see that sounds low, but they're saying it drastically went up. The violent crime rate in Arizona as of March of twenty twenty one was four hundred and fifty five per hundred thousand.
1: Whoa.
0: Violent crime rate in Phoenix um was so in Phoenix alone was seven hundred and thirty two point five seven per hundred thousand residents. So violent crimes, rape, assault
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, probably one of the only times or one of the places that I absolutely, like, scared, scared, scared when I went to was Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Yeah. I went there for years ago. <clears throat> I went there for, like, a training or I was speaking at something or something. And I flew in. So, I was I was in, uh, there on business. And um, I flew in. And immediately leaving the airport, immediately. I mean, there were, like, gang members outside on the airport. There were, I mean, like, it was, like, so uncomfortable. Like, the energy was so awful there. And then I took a, I mean, it was before Ubers or anything like that. It was. (laughs) She grabbed a taxi. No, it wasn't a taxi (laughs) because I was there, like, corporate-wise. So, I mean, I had, like, a driver come and take me. To the hotel. The hotel was very, very nice. It was a nice hotel, and I remember just like chilling in my hotel room, like getting ready to go to bed, and pop, 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 drive-by freaking shooting. Wow! Like I have, like I, I hated it there. I hated it.
0: Well, Coral really wanted to go to college in, like, yeah, in Phoenix, like on the suburb, one of the suburbs. Yeah, of ASU. ASU. Um, and when she was talking about that, I was like, statistics on if you're going to get
1: raped, statistics if you're going to be assaulted. Maybe we don't move to Arizona, Coral. Right. <laughs> right. Wyoming girl in, at ASU. Good idea. <laughs> well,
0: so here's some of the people in Arizona. Lisa Atkins, store clerk. Lisa Leanne Atkins had just ended a telephone call with her mother when a hooded stranger walked up onto the village pet mark at 3684 West Orange Grove Road on April 4th,
1: 1988.
0: Atkins was calling to check on her 13-month-old son, who her mother was babysitting. The 22-year-old and a male clerk were standing at the um, checkout counter when the hooded man pulled out a gun and demanded the money. The nervous male clerk fumbled with his keys to open the register when he dropped them. When he bent down to retrieve the keys, the robber shot and killed Atkins.
1: Mm.
0: Pima County Sheriff's Department has detailed um, enough description of the killer to release a sketch. He was a bearded man with sandy brown or dark blonde hair, brown 25 to 30, standing 5 foot 11, weighing about 170 pounds. They think he was driving a green, older model pickup truck with wooden sides and a white camper shell. That is such a vague description. That's literally yeah, that's that described literally my husband. Everybody. That's what my husband
1: looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I Where was your husband? Where was he? <laughs> what year was that? He's gonna get interrogated.
0: 1988.
1: He wasn't alive. He... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. He gets saved he on gets
0: that one. one. Ugh, this one makes me really sad. They all make me really sad. But I really hate kids. The kid ones. Isabella Celis, six-year-old Isabella, went missing from her bedroom in her family's midtown home in 2012. It was during the night while everyone in the family was asleep. No one heard sounds, not even the family's dog. Her father, Sergio, reported her missing the morning of April 21st when the mother had already left for work. Sergio said he and his son searched the house before calling 911. In a 911 recording, Sergio tells the dispatcher that, quote, my oldest son noticed that her window was wide open and the screen was laying in the backyard. Her disappearance resulted in a missing child case that involved the massive search in Tucson, by two hundred and fifty law enforcement personnel, national media coverage, and public scrutiny about the of the parents. There always is scrutiny of the parents. Yep. They're always the first person. It's always the husbands yep. that you look at in a wife's murder. Lots well, of people closest to the child. parents. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, which is normal protocol. Mm-hmm.
0: Detectives followed up on more than t- uh, two thousand two hundred leads in this case. Five years after her disappearance in 2017, her remains were found in rural Pima County. On October 24th, Pima County medical examiners officially ruled the little girl's death a homicide.
1: Mm.
0: Still unsolved. I hate it. And like, okay, because clearly her parents were cleared. Right. So the fact that somebody broke into this little girl's home and just took her. A place
1: where you're the safest. And
0: then the dog's in it like, just took her in the middle of the night. Like, ugh, that is my worst fear.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, and the last one for today. Elizabeth Betty Quinn, 84 years old. Children and elderly
1: kill
0: me. I don't know why it's like. I, that was a bad choice of words. Yeah, it was. I but, just looked at her like, um. <laughs> like, it breaks my heart. I know. Like elderly and babies. Like, yep. I, I get that it's set for everybody. But for some
1: reason, that just hurts my heart so much more when they're like. Disabled, elderly, and children. are most vulnerable <sighs> populations. Those are the, those are, they're awful.
0: 84 was beaten to death in her midtown home that she had occupied for 60 years. Beaten
1: to death. Jesus. 60
0: years she owned this house. Quinn had raised her three children in this home at the 4200 block of East Kilmer Street. She felt safe there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She was a cautious woman who never opened the doors to strangers. Quinn's daughter in California became alarmed when she couldn't reach her mother by phone on February 4th of 2007. The next day, when police arrived at the home to do a welfare check, welfare check they found Quinn's body. Missing was Quinn's purse and possibly her pain medication.
1: Uh. Ugh, I hate those. I hate them too. I hate them so much. So, if it's okay, what I would like to do at the end of when you do these is let's start talking about ways that we can keep ourselves safe.
0: 100%. Is that cool? Yeah.
1: Okay, so go back into your little, to your your thinking, whatever. And this probably, I mean, you're going to know right away. You know how most people like spring clean I spring and fall clean like just absolutely gut everything in your house right and just and clean absolutely everything but what else do I do once a year in my homes lock yourself out I do I lock myself out of my houses and I try to get in to find weak spots in my house A, I don't have a safe job. B, it's not. I mean, but everybody should do this. Mm. Everyone should do this. And so let's talk about some of the things that we can do on the exterior of our houses to keep ourselves a little bit safer. And then the next one, we'll do what we can do like on the inside of our houses. And, you know, whatever. And and
0: then we can do like self-defense too.
1: Absolutely. But let's do this. Because we might say something that people don't know. But everyone should try to lock themselves out of their house And try and get back in.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's... it. uh, And I teach it to my kids. Yeah. I teach them how to break into things, and I teach them how to make it so that nobody can break in. I'm
0: going to give you a fun Tracy fact. You ready? Do you know that Tracy has a black belt? Uh, (laughs)
1: Don't
0: fuck with her. She'll fuck you up.
1: (laughs) I do. I have a black belt in judo. I mean, anyway. She'd fuck you up. Don't break into her house. (laughs) I'm not going to fight you. If you break into my house... Well, we'll talk about that later. But Wyoming has Wyoming has stand your ground laws. I'm not gonna and fight Castle you. Laws, yeah. I'm not. I, I mean, when you hear, you better fucking run. But she could fight you if she can't get to that. Because okay? i have a really good shot too.
0: She's crazy. Okay. She anyway,
1: back to the outside, the exterior. Sorry. I just felt like sharing that you were badass. Uh, I'm like I'm not gonna fight you. you but she in, could. I could, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's better ways. I might break a nail. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I spilled like my coffee. I spilled my coffee. It was $10. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Back to being serious. Back to being... Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my God. Stop it. Okay. Get out of my brain. Very first thing. How do you get into a house? The doors. I kick it in. The very first thing that you need to do when you move into a house or whenever, when, I mean, if it's been 10 years or five years or even four years since you've done this, redo it, y'all. Change the locks on your doors, all of them. Make sure that your deadbolt works. Make sure that the, that the handle lock, make sure that your locks work. Make sure that when you shut that door, that it is tight. <clears throat> what I mean by that is, is if you can see light through it Or if you can get, I mean, especially if you can see light through it. If you can see light through it, you need a new door frame. But if the easiest way, and it will take me about, I don't know, what, six or seven seconds to take my driver's license or a credit card Mm -hmm. with just the handle part of a door to break right in. Yeah, It's super, super easy. If there's any sort of crease there whatsoever, if there's any kind of crack there and you can get anything in there, a credit card or a driver's license, you're done. I can get in. And if I can get in... So can the bad guys. So can anybody else. Um, always have more than one lock on your door also. I mean, always. And if you don't have a deadbolt, get one. Just get it. Um, have the frame. Have, the, have, have all of that stuff. If you don't know how to fix it and you don't know how to do it, hire somebody to do it.
0: Well, and if you live in an apartment and can't put in a deadbolt... You can get those, like, renter-friendly bars.
1: Yep, you can. There's That at
0: least are going to make enough
1: noise for you to know somebody's getting it. Absolutely. But your door is number one. And so make sure that that lock is secure and that it's tight. The second thing is windows. Windows are, like, one of the easiest ways for people to get into your house. It's, uh, I mean so freaking easy, especially in the summertime. Okay. Well, in the wintertime, y'all just make sure that your door, your windows are locked. Make sure that they're, that they're closed tightly and that they're locked. There's no reason for them to be unlocked in the wintertime. So just make sure when you lock up your house for the summertime, make sure that your windows are locked summertime. Okay. So they make little latches for your windows if you leave your windows open at night or in the summertime that you can hook on the inside of your window where your window can't open more than like three or four inches get those yeah or if they're the old windows that slide up and down open it to where you want it to be and then put a dowel rod those are cheap 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 like 90 cents put those in the so that they can't go up further. Just secure them in there and hold them on hold them like that. Um, so there's two ways. Um, so if you put air conditioners in your windows, you guys air conditioners are super easy to kick out of both houses and like house openings and windows. So if you have an air conditioning unit in the window, how do you do that, right? Make sure that when you put your window back down, you know, like on top of it, you put your air conditioner in your window and then you close the window like to hold it or whatever. Again, do the dowel rod or something so that that air conditioning unit can't move right. or put wood around it and screw the wood into the frame or something, but make sure that those are secure. Make sure of that. Um, also windows, make sure that there isn't stuff outside of the window that somebody can climb on. To have better access to your windows you know what i mean for for higher ones yeah absolutely the other thing that i do like you just said specifically outside of the bedroom windows is i have motion lights Mm -hmm. and i put motion lights on the trees or whatever where people can't see them they're up high enough that and they're pointed down so that if somebody walks in front of of the window the light flicks on and it shines directly into my window so that it will wake me up.
0: Right. And it'll usually startle people enough that they're like,
1: that they bounce. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. The other okay. thing is, is obviously like make sure that you're, that you're well lit. Like make sure that you're that your yard is not pitch black. You're make walking sure of that your house in the darkness. Yeah. And- so a lot of people are like, Oh, but that makes my power bill high. This is what I do. Underneath the rims of my house, like specifically like in my backyard or on my garage, I'll just have like one or two sides where it's really, really dark. Put just Christmas lights or LED lights or whatever that you can leave on all the time. It costs like $12 a freaking year. It's turning them on and turning them off that costs money, not just letting, leaving them on. Mm-hmm. So just have light out there. It's a, It's a big deterrent. People don't, burglars and murders and whatever, like... Don't want to be on, you know, like in lit areas. The other thing is, is this is cheap anymore. And really there's no reason not to have it. You can go get a ring doorbell camera for what? Like 40, 50 bucks. Just swap those out. Have some sort of surveillance at your house. And
0: you can buy, I did this in my house in Texas. You can buy the surveillance signs Yep. There are statistics that just having a surveillance sign in your yard deters people. You don't even oh, yeah. have to have the system.
1: And those are three bucks. Three bucks. Yeah. But again. And the stickers s- on your windows that but, say this is under monitoring. Absolutely. But monitoring systems are cheap. Mm-hmm. They're cheap, cheap, cheap. I think Arlo, the one that I have, it was like $399 and I got six cameras and indoor outdoor whatever it goes to my phone so if motion is detected they come with i mean like everything like it's it's cheap anymore you guys yeah. it's super cheap so that if anything happens it's not an unsolved case right you know yeah the other thing that i see this a lot a lot of freaking people do this When the sun starts going down at night, shut your damn blinds. I know, it
0: stresses me out so bad. Oh, my gosh.
1: Random shootings, drive-by shootings, people being able to see the layout of your house, people knowing who lives there, people knowing what the, I mean, like. schedule is. Come on, you guys. Shut your blinds. Mm -hmm. People do not need to see inside your house. I don't care how proud of your house that you are. Shut your blinds. Yeah. Anyway,
0: I did in when I was like 18, I did, I was taking a criminal justice class and I did a ride along with a police officer. Mm-hmm. And at that time I had a stalker in yep. my apartment and I had been talking to him. And then one of your best friends was also worked for the sheriff's department at the time. Yep. And so I had been talking to them about the situation and they said too, cause like, now you guys all know this i don't open my door but a lot of cases people will knock on the door and get you right when you open the door sure um so if you have peepholes in your doors Mm -hmm. apartments houses peepholes if you just take a piece of duct tape and you fold over half of it and then stick the sticky side over the um peephole when you look over it it if you're looking from the outside there's a light change if you stand in front yep. of it, right? Yep. So if you have a piece of duct tape there, when you lift it up to look out to see if you know the person, there the light, light doesn't change. change. So yep. they're not going to be able to see if mm-hmm. you're on the other side of the
1: door. Yeah. Okay, so that brings up another good one that I forgot, and I actually do this too. Um, so I have my storm doors, but I always make sure that I have a screen door also, and my screen door is always locked. Mm-hmm. So that if you open... You know, your storm door or your wood door, there's another line of defense there. And if somebody knocks on the door or whatever, also it makes it more difficult for somebody to get to, you and know. louder,
0: because if you're mm-hmm. pulling on a, it's easy to break into a,
1: like, storm or a, a screen door. screen mm-hmm. door. But at the same time, it's very noisy. It's you very have noisy. To like yank on right. it, right? To get right. into it. But then, if you have that screen door there and you open the storm door, I mean, at least you have time to shut that and lock it, and then go get your firearm, or
0: which a weapon of some sort. I
1: hope that people. Anyway, here's <laughs> another tip: is almost all police forces throughout the United States will do this. They will. It might take them some time, but they will do this not all cops are assholes not all cops are bad but most um most law enforcement agencies if you call them and just say hey can a, an officer at your guys' discretion like at your convenience whatever can you guys come by my house and just make sure that it's secure and help me like come up with security things whatever they will be more than happy to do that mm-hmm. they will they'll be more than happy to do to come and look at it and tell you you know, give you some pointers and give you some tips and, and, you know, ways that you can, you can stay safe, but make sure that your fences are good. Make sure that your house is lit. Make sure that you're just being smart.
0: Checking your backseat when you get in your car.
1: Absolutely. I'll tell that story another time, maybe with the next one. Um, but, and also if you have home security systems, a lot of people don't know this. If you have home security systems and um different things in your house, like on your doors, like smart doors and stuff like that, your insurance company will also give you a twelve percent discount on your homeowner's insurance.
0: Oh really? I didn't mm-hmm. know
1: that. Yep.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so those are just some little tidbits because like we said at the beginning of this episode, it's danger everywhere.
1: There is. And not and so, to make people paranoid, but just be smart. Be aware. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing is, I mean, like if you have surveillance cameras at your house and something happens next door, Mm -hmm. I mean, you might be able to help somebody else too. So it's not just for your safety, but it's for, you know, other people's too. We hope that we never need to use those things. But under the, you know, God forbid that we ever do, be prepared. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I mean, and it's like Tracy was saying, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, if you think anywhere is completely safe you're wrong I mean a few years ago I came to visit before I moved back and I was like I don't have to lock my car it's Wyoming I don't yeah and you were in that. my backyard and I was and... in down the alley parked not mm-hmm. even on the street the next morning my car had been broken into and stuff stolen out of my car yep. so
1: yeah, and very good neighborhood, very good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So
0: it can happen literally anywhere.
1: Well, and I and I would imagine that a large percentage of these people that have unsolved crimes that have happened against them thought that they were safe.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like the last prob- lady that we just talked about or lived they prob- in the neighborhood 60 years. Or probably
1: wouldn't have been there, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, just be conscientious. That's all. Just be conscientious. And then maybe next time with your next one, I'll do some tips on how to stay safe inside your house, how to defend yourself.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going to sprinkle these ones in from time to time just because there are, I mean, there's so many people, and we've said a million times, like, everybody's story is important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In these cases, don't have a lot of information. Which is really
1: sad, which is really... Maybe, you
0: never know, though. We've said that a million times, too, that somebody said something to somebody, and you that story sounds like something your cousin's, brother's great uncle was saying on his deathbed that sounds familiar that could solve something maybe 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 i hope so i hope everybody gets justice someday me too what a perfect world
1: that would be right right so thank you guys for being here stay safe